Shalom to all. Today's office beta of Lama Dalad. We are starting the second line, the first word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Misha, Herna, Sham, Shadavanulio, and Lili Nishmas, Mars, Freda, Chai, Bela, Basar, Yitzchak, Tzvi, Herna, Sham, Shadavanulio. Now we conclude yesterday explaining the Mishnah statement that one may not take roof tiles on Yontif and make them white hot in order to use them for roasting. And now we're related halacha. Tanan Hassan, we have a mission over there, Mesechas Chulin, Darsa. If a person stepped on a bird, Aisha Tarfa Bakaisol, or he threw it against the wall, Aisha Ritzatz to Behema, or an animal stepped on it, Umfarchesis, and it's fluttering about. It's not able to stand, but it is able to flutter about. And he waited 24 hours and it did not die. And then he shechted it. It's kosher. He doesn't have to assume that it's a trefa. He says, It still needs checking into. You have to open it up and make sure it doesn't have one of the simane trefa. But now, he asked the following question Are you allowed to shech this bird on Yontif? Do we assume that there's going to be a problem with it on Yontif or not? When it comes to a regular animal, we don't assume that there's going to be any issue with it. We don't assume it's going to be a trefa, and therefore we say a regular animal is allowed to be shechted. However, this bird, there was already an issue with it. So do we say that it might be a trefa? And if it turns out to be a trefa, that means that you were just over tircha You just shechted an animal for no reason. You're not able to use it, and that's a problem on Yontif. Do we have to assume that on Yontif or not? Amalei, so he responds to him, Tanina, we learned in our Mishnah, Amal Abin Sarafim, let's let's behind. You're not allowed to make these roof tiles white hot in order to roast with them on Yontif. Vavinaban, we asked, my Kavid, what exactly are you doing wrong by doing that? He says, we're actually talking about brand new roof tiles. Since we have to check to see whether or not they're strong enough, and there's a big possibility that they're going to break, and if they break, then that's a tircha shleil So we see you're not allowed to make these roof tiles white hot. By that same token, since this bird might end up being a trefa, and that's going to end up being a tircha shleil we say do not check it on yantif. But Amalei responded, We actually learned that the reason why you're not allowed to make these roof tiles white hot is because they were brand new, and by making them white hot, that hardens them, and that actually makes them into a kli, but there isn't necessarily a problem of the chashash that they might end up breaking, so that's not necessarily a raya. And we continue with a related halacha, Tanya Febraisa, on Shabbos, Echon Meviyasa'ur, if one person brought the fire, Echon Meviyasa'ur, and then another person brought the wood, Echon Meviyasa'ur, and then another person put the empty pot on top of the fire, Echon Meviyasa'ur, and then another person put the water in the pot, Echon Meviyasa'ur, and then another person put the spices in the pot, Echon Meviyasa'ur, and then another person stirred the pot, Kulun Chayav, and all of them are going to be Chayav. Ask the Gemara, hold on, that only the last person's chayv and all the other ones are potter. So we say, no, like Hasha, no problem. This is talking about where he brought the fire originally, meaning the first person came along, he brought the fire, he's chayv for that, and then therefore all the subsequent people are going to be chayv for everything they did. The second price is talking about where he brought the fire at the end, and since the fire wasn't there from the beginning, so no one is going to be chayv except for this last person. So now we analyze this first price. Everyone did a mice over here. The person who brought the fire, he's chayv because as he was walking, he was fanning the flames and that's making a fire the person that brought the wood he's making fire the person that put the water in the pot he's cooking that water so on and so forth the person that took the empty pot and he put it on the fire what exactly is he doing wrong why is he chayv so we're talking about a brand new pot and it's the same reason why that's because he's hardening it he's strengthening it when he puts his pot on the fire and that's why he would be chayv for doing so on Shabbos and a related halacha we have a brasa if we have a brand new tan or a kirayim, two different types of ovens, they're just like all other kalim, they're allowed to be carried about in a chatzor, that's because you could use it as a box for storage. You're not allowed to smear it with oil, you're not allowed to rub it with a towel or a cloth, you're not allowed to cool them down in order to harden them. However, if you want to cool it down in order to be able to bake in it, it's too hot and you can't bake in it like this, then it's permitted. And a related halacha, you're allowed to scald or boil the head 
and the feet of the animal. That helps remove its hair. And you're also allowed to singe the hair in fire. You are not allowed to smear it with a paste, not with ground, not with plaster. That's because that's that's the way they would actually tan the hides. You're not allowed to cut it off with scissors because it looks like you want to use it. You're also not allowed to cut, you're not allowed to trim vegetables with their special vegetable scissors. These are the scissors used for cutting the vegetables from the ground. Even though these veggies were ready cut and all you have to do is trim the dead leaves and whatnot, it's also to use these scissors because people are going to think that you cut it from the ground today. You are allowed to fix up kundas and akavias. These are two different types of vegetables that they need to be trimmed and they need to be fixed up before you eat them. You are allowed to fire up and bake something in a large oven. This is not considered tirchir because you're cooking food for a lot of guests. You're also allowed to heat up hot water in nantichi. This is something that keeps it hot for a very long time. You don't have to be afraid that people are going to suspect you that you're heating up water for after yontif. And you're not allowed to bake in this large oven which is brand new. Perhaps it's going to crack. And Tanar Abana, we have a brysa. You're not allowed to fan a fire with bellows. These bellows are something used by craftsmen and people are going to think that you're being involved in a craft and that's usr. But you are allowed to fan a fire with a tube. That's because that's an abnormal way of doing it. You're not allowed to fix up a spit. You're not allowed to sharpen it on Yontif. We have a brysa. You're not allowed to crack a reed in order to be able to roast salted fish. That's because you're making a kli. You are allowed to crack nuts that are wrapped in a cloth. You don't have to be afraid that the cloth is going to tear. That's because even if it does tear, that's not a problem. We know that tearing is usr only if it's almanas litfar that you're going to end up sewing it afterwards. But since this is not for the purpose of sewing it, you don't even have intent to tear it in the first place. There's not a problem cracking these nuts with this cloth. And the Meshach continues. Rebelezer says, A person could stand next to Mukta. This is specifically referring to figs and grapes placed on the roof to dry out. And they're in a stage where only some people are going to want to eat them and some people won't want to eat them. So therefore, you have to designate them before Shabbos or before Yontif if you want to eat them. So this person is standing near his Mukta. He's standing near his figs and grapes that are drying out. Lamadal on on the top. Erev Shabbos. This is Erev Shabbos Bishvias on Shemitah. The Aymer, and he's able to say, From here, from this general area, of figs and grapes, I'm going to eat from here tomorrow. So it's important to note over here because this is going to be the discussion of the Gemara. The fruit set out to dry usually did not have Meister separated yet. So Kornchabelezer, he does not need to specify which fruits he's going to eat. Once he does choose a fruit on Shabbos, we apply Brera, retroactive determination, and say that he always had intended for that one. Whereas Vacham, they say, he has to actually have to mark off an area, the Yemer, and say, I'm going to eat from here until here. And now a quick introduction before we begin the Gemara. As we've learned previously, one is allowed to eat produce before it's been misered, as long as he does so in an arai fashion, meaning in a temporary fashion, such as grabbing it as a snack. If he's going to be eating it in a keva fashion, such as a meal, then he would need to separate miser. We also know that produce isn't chayv in miser until gemar malacha, when its processing has been completed. Now, a key stage in this process is re'iyas p'nei when the produce is brought into the house or the courtyard. Before this, it would not be chayv, and there's discussion in the gemara whether or not it's most definitely going to be chayv in miser once it's brought into the courtyard, or even it will still need a little bit more processing. And the Gemara says, Tanan Hassan, we have a mission over there, Maseches Maestros, Tinaikas Shetamnu Te'inim Erev Shabbos. We have kids that hid figs in the field Erev Shabbos. They picked these figs, they never had Maestro taken off of them, and they were hid in the field, which means they were never brought into the house or into the Chatzar. Veshachu, and they forgot about them, Veloy Asru, and they never had Maestro taken off of them. Lemaitse Shabbos, once it comes Maitse Shabbos, Lo Yaichlu, a person's not allowed to eat them, Elam Kain Asru, unless they had Maestro taken off of them. Now, what do we learn from here? That Shabbos itself creates a Chiv to separate Maestro. That's because eating on Shabbos is called Einig. That means that eating on Shabbos is chashev, even though it's only aray. Therefore, even for snacking purposes, one would have to separate miser. Utana nami, and we have another mission, Masechah's 
a person spreads out figs in chatzar and he wants to dry them out and so he didn't take off maestro off of them his kids and the people of his household they're able to eat from them in an aray fashion and he does not have to take off maestro and the chesh over here is that even though produce in chatzar usually would be chayv in maestro since these figs did not hit the stage of gemar malacha yet because he intends to dry them out they may be eaten from in an aray fashion without taking maestro off of them now by minei rav and rav nachman rav asked rav nachman a question shabbos do we say that Shabbos can create a chiyav of Maeser in something which is mukta, even though it hasn't reached the stage of Gemar Malacha yet? Me, I'm reading, do we say, since the Pasuk says, you shall call Shabbos Einig, so Shabbos itself creates a chiyav, and you must take off Maeser, even with produce that has not reached the stage of Gemar Malacha, or perhaps only if something already reached the stage of Gemar Malacha, then there's a kvias and you would have to take off Maeser, but but if it's something that did not have Gemar Malacha, like Hava, so Shabbos cannot create a Chiv to take off Meiser. So Amalei, Rav Nachman responded, Shabbos Kavas, Shabbos does create this Kviyas, it creates a Chiv to take off Meiser, whether or not this produce has reached Gemar Malacha stage. So Amalei, Rav responds, Rav Nachman, why don't we just say that Shabbos is just like bringing the produce into his Chatzar? Just like a Chatzar does not create a Kviyas unless this produce has reached its stage of Gemar Malacha, like we had in the second Mishnah that we quoted from Masechus Maestros that if he had these figs and he brought them into his chatzar but he intends to dry them out there's no Gemar Malachi yet so therefore there's no Chiv and Maeser so Av Shabbos like take by El B'dav perhaps Shabbos also can only create a Kviyas can only create a Chiv Maeser if something had Gemar Malachi already so Amr Lei Rav Nachman responded to him Limud Archu B'yadeinu this is a long established halacha Shah Shabbos Kavas Bein B'dav Roshanig Marmalachtoi Bein B'dav Roshanig Marmalachtoi the Shabbos creates a Kviyas it creates a Chiv to take off Maeser whether this produce has reached the stage of Gemar Malacha or not. Now we try to bring a riot to this statement of Rav Nachman. Amr Marzotcha Braid Rav Nachman, he says, We learned this in our Mishnah. A person could stand by his Mukta fruits, Arab Shabbos, it's on Shemitah, and he's able to designate them and he's able to eat them on Shabbos. Now, time of the Shviyas, the only reason why he's able to do this and he's able to eat from them without having to take off Meiser is because it's talking about on Shemitah. That's because he doesn't have to take off Meiser on Shemitah. Shemitah is a year that you don't have to take off Meiser. But Habashar Shnei Shavua, if we're talking about any of the other years of the seven-year Shemitah cycle, Hachinami da Asr, and implies it would be Asr just by simply designating them, he would also have to take off Meiser. My time, why is that? Isn't that because Shabbos was already Kevayit, and Shabbos creates a Chiv to take off Meiser, even though there was not Gemar Malachi yet? So we respond, Loi, that's not a Raya. Shani Hasem, that case is different. Kivan da Amar, since he stated verbally, Mikanani I'm going to eat from here tomorrow, Kavalei Ilave. So he established it upon himself, and it's not considered like he's eating it all right, it's considered like he's eating it in a keva fashion, and therefore, even though it hasn't reached the stage of Gemar Malachi yet, he would still have to take off Meiser. But there's no raya that Shabbos itself is going to create a chiyav to take off Meiser with something that doesn't have Gemar Malacha. The Gemara asks, hold on one second, if so, my ear your Shabbos. If you're saying that he verbally designated it, so why is it that the Mishnah has to talk about Shabbos? I feel Bechal Nami, even if it was during the weekday as well. If it was during the week as well, and he said, I want to eat from here, so then he'd be chayv to take off Meiser. So the Gemara says, that's not a question. Hakamash Mulan, the Mishnah is teaching us yet another Chiddush by using that language, the Tevel Muchen Hu Esol Shabbos. The Tevel, something that has a Chiv to have Meiser taken off of it, it's considered to be Muchen for Shabbos, even though it's Tevel and you can't eat from it, it's still Muchen, meaning it's not Mukta for Shabbos purposes. Sheim Aver Vitikna, if a person was Iver and he was Iver in Isser and he took off Meiser on Shabbos, Metukan is considered Metukan and you are able to eat from it on Shabbos. So even though we don't necessarily have a Raya from our Zutcha from our Mishnah, we did just establish that the Mishnah holds that once produce is set and designated to be eaten, there's a Chiv of 
of Maeser, even though it's not yet a Gemara Malacha stage. Now the Gemara is going to show on Lamed Hayam at Aleph on the top that this is actually not the opinion of Rebbe Lezer, whom we're trying to bring this Raya from. Ask the Gemara of Haloi Maeser Chayzer. Its extras can actually be brought back to the original place. And we're going to understand this in a minute. We know from Rebbe Lezer that anytime the extras can be put back into the original place, that doesn't create a Kvias. We have a Mishnah. If a person takes olives from the vat, this was a large vat where lots of olives were put into. This was the stage before pressing them into olive oil, since so many olives are gathered together in this one large barrel or vat, so they got all warm and mushy and they were easier to press. So if a person takes some olives from this vat, he could dip them one by one into salt, and he could eat them, and he would not have to take off Meiser. However, if he dipped them into salt and he put them in front of him, then he would be to take off Meiser. That's because it shows that he wants to eat them in a kava fashion, and he would be chayv to take off meiser. Now, Rabbi Lezer, remember, he says, if the olives being taken from this vat are tahar, chayv, so then he would be chayv to take off meiser. If the olives being taken from this vat are tameh, putter, so then he would be put from taking off meiser. Because he's able to return the extras. And Rabbi Vinam we ask, what's the difference between the resha and the seifa of Rabbi Lezer's statement? From Rabbi Vohan, he explains, the resha is talking about that all the olives in the vat are tahar, and the person himself is Tameh, whatever he takes out of the vat, he's not able to put back into it, because that means he's going to be Matame all the other olives in the vat, and therefore, whatever he takes out that's already considered like Keva, and therefore, you would have to take Meiser off of it. But Seifa, the Seifa of Rebbe statement, is all the olives are Tameh, and the person himself is Tameh, he's able to return whatever olives he had taken out, and therefore, we see very clear from Rebbe that if you're able to put back that which you have left over, that does not create a Chiv and Meiser, by that same token, in our Mishnah, you're technically able to put back that which you take because he could just leave them on the roof and he doesn't have to eat everything that he designated. So how could we say that we're going to learn from our Mishnah that by verbally designating something, all of a sudden he would have a chiv to take off Meister off of it because that's considered keva. So the Gemara answer is not a problem. Our Mishnah also, but Mukta Tar Vagavar It's talking about a case where the Mukta itself, that which is drying is Tahar, and the person is Tahmeh, whatever he takes, he's not able to put back. The Gemara asks, that can't be. They're already considered like their Mukhsar made, like they're already returned. What does it mean they're ready returned? We're not talking about a case where the person is actually taking the fruits physically off of the roof and eating them, and whatever he has left over, he's going to put back on the roof. We're just talking he's going to take whatever he wants, whatever he doesn't want, he's going to leave. And nonetheless, in that case, we say that they're not going to be chayv and meiser. And therefore, a Mishnah can't be saying that the reason why he's chayv and meiser is because he's verbally designating it. So, in conclusion, the Gemara has just proven that the reason these fruits of our Mishnah would be usher to eat without meiser were it to be a non shemitah year is not because they were verbally designated and that, that creates a kvias. Rather, it seems to be like Marzutra suggested that it's because Shabbos itself creates a chiv, proving Rav Nachman's statement that Shabbos creates a chiv even for something that didn't have Gemar Malacha. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow with another attempt at trying to disprove Marzutra, but for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.